From PLC Studios in Mankato, Minnesota, this is the Maverick Hockey Live Podcast. 2 nothing, and the Mavericks make it 3. Michaelis takes a shot, lots of mustard on it. You can hear it hit the stick, and then it just dribbled into the back of the net. Underneath the goal line, Gerads will pounce on it, put it right on. Rebound, Huckinson, and he'll bury it off the right side of the glove hand. There was no one to stop Huckinson. He floated in off the right point. With your host, Marissa Voss. What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of Maverick Hockey Live Podcast. I'm your host, Marissa Vaz. It's been a long, long break, but we are back in action here at MHL. We're coming at you with some new content, but same great old hockey players. Speaking of your hockey players, your Minnesota State Mavericks swept the Nanooks of Alaska Fairbanks this last weekend. They came up with a 4-0 shutout win on Friday and a 3-1 win on Saturday. They are making the big travel 667 miles to Big Rapids, Michigan to take on the Fair State Bulldogs this upcoming weekend. We've got a great show for you in studio today. We are going to be breaking down UAF series, tossing it over to Aaron Stuvey with Around the League. We're coming back and we're going to be previewing Fair State and then we're finishing it off with casual talk with the boys. In the studio today, we have number 20, senior forward Mark Michaelis, number 23, senior forward Nick Rivera, and junior forward number 16, Reggie Lutz. I've missed saying this. I sure hope you guys have missed hearing this, but it's a beautiful day to talk hockey, so let's get started. Welcome back, guys. We have Mark Nick and Reggie in the studio today. How was practice, guys? How's everything going? Really good. Getting ready for the weekend. Yeah, Ferris State's going to be a big one. So I'm going to go, instead of in Ferris State, we're going to talk about it later in the episode. We're going to talk about breaking down UA- UAF. Um, so between you guys, just three people in the studio, you guys had five goals over two games. Nick, you had two on Saturday. Mark had two on Friday. And Reggie, you had one on Saturday. Just give me your overall thoughts on the series and how those games kind of went. Yeah, I mean, uh, we always talk about how hard a, of a team they are. Uh, they like to put pressure, and we uh, talked about how they're pretty resilient. They uh, it was the first time they got swept uh, uh, since the beginning of the season, so we uh, wanted to make sure we came out for two games straight and just took it uh, one shift at a time, and I think we did a good job doing that. Absolutely. What are you guys thinking? Yeah, he, he said it the, uh, the, the right way. Um, they haven't gotten swept um, since the first – the first weekend of um, of the season, um, they've always been a pretty energized team, and um, we knew what to expect um, this past weekend. You know, we were older guys too, so we played them. Um, you know, especially my freshman and sophomore year, we played them in the playoffs pretty much um, back to back, and then four times during the season. So, um, yeah, we knew what we had uh, on our plate, and um, all the guys bought in, especially after the weekend we had um, at Mariucci the weekend prior. Um, yeah, uh, resulted in two wins. It was, um, it was a really good weekend. It's a really good bounce back weekend for us. Perfect. Yeah, kind of going off what they said, uh, they haven't been swept. It's kind of a big thing that we've been talking about. And uh, all week of practice, they haven't been swept since we of the season. So we knew it was going to be a tough weekend. So it was a tough weekend playing them. They're a heavy team. They're, they got skill and they're top two lines. But uh, overall, they're just a hard team to play against. So we knew it was going to be tough. And we were fortunate enough to get the two wins. Yeah, so like a couple things that I like noticed is you guys held them pretty amazingly to the um, perimeter and you need to do that with that kind of team they're very physical team they're going to use your body to slow you guys down a lot so I think you did a really good job especially on the PK and 
I was talking to Edwin about that. I asked him the same question. He's like, yeah, you, you have to with this team. If you don't, they're going to take advantage of it. But how did you guys kind of fight through them using the body, using all the penalties, getting all those stoppages? Because I would think when you make that many stops in a game, it's going to be kind of hard to, and it's going to affect the momentum. So how did you guys kind of work through that as a team? Uh, we talked about pretty much just controlling what we can control. Uh, like I said, you know they're going to be aggressive and physical. But, um, we're a very fast team uh, up and down the lineup. Anybody can jump in and use their speed to, uh, to our advantage, and I think we did that uh, as much as we can, and that kind of gave us a little bit of an edge towards them. So I think that's pretty good for us. Yeah. Um, you, you look at uh, the stats, uh, Fairbanks is, you know, in last plays in penalty minutes, and I don't think we, um, even our team is doing a, uh, a good enough job on the um, penalty side of the game. So, um, you know, when, when two, you have two teams who take um, a good amount of penalties, there's going to be a lot of stoppages. So um, it's nothing we haven't been used to. Um, yeah, but... Um, it's just like any other game out. Sometimes it's just the flow of the game. You, you feel like the, the game is just flying by, and sometimes, you know, there's always every 20 seconds. Um, but um, I think we're professional enough to, to, to handle that, so it doesn't really affect us. Yeah, I think just trying to stay engaged on the bench. If guys aren't on the penalty killer on the power play with how many penalties were called this weekend, just staying engaged, being vocal on the bench, just doing what they can do, even if they're not out there on the ice, just staying involved in the, in the game. So I'm going to alienate, like, a Mark a little bit, and then I'm going to do Nick, but Mark... You had a chance to get a hat trick, and Coach Hastings has talked a lot about how you're such a selfless player. You'll put the team above you time and time again. He said that, and even talks about he said in the press release, Michaelis could have tried to get a hat trick when the Mavericks were on a power play. Instead, he waited patiently with the puck on his stick in the right circle and passed the ice to Parker Toomey, who raced down the left and tapped it in for the in the pass for the back corner. That was from Shane who, from co-chasing so what were you thinking in that time I mean you're about of we versus me right so were you thinking you know oh I could do this I could get a hat trick or just like kind of what you did like I'm just gonna pass to Parker and make sure we get a win out of this and put this game away well I, I also got to say um you know when when you know that power play when we got put on the ice for that there's I, I was thinking about the, the hat trick for sure it's mm -hmm. not something that I, I didn't want to accomplish but <clears throat> You know, Parker uh, tried part two times um, going cross-size to me, and, um, you know, um, the pucks didn't end up on my stick. And, um, you know, we, our power play has been um, going some good, good and bad times. And, you know, you want, when you're on the power play, you just want to make play. So, um, I don't know. It's not a, that big of a deal for me. Uh, you know, it's if, if it's a goal or an, or an assist, it's kind of the same thing to me. And um, as long as uh, we put the puck in the power play, everything's good, everybody's happy. Yeah. You kind of had a feeling that question had to come up sometime. I heard you guys were laughing. I mean, but I kind of want to go ask you now, Nick. Great game on Saturday. I Thank mean, you. you had one goal for the rest of the season, for the season, then you got two goals in one night, and kind of a dirty play. You get it kind of around and get it in the back. How, what was going through your minds in the, those kind of plays and just having a great game? Yeah, um, uh, I think we uh, we focus on trying to get up the ice as much as we can, especially on the penalty kill. Uh, we were pretty fresh, so puck got iced down and I saw the goalie's pretty consistent with uh, playing the puck so I tried to just jump it on him trying to make him fumble it and I was lucky enough to get a stick on it and uh, got a wraparound goal there and I mean it's a good play all around I mean clearly starts with the penalty kill just getting it deep and the clear out so that was pretty good. And Reggie so from two seasons this is your junior and sophomore and freshman you've got like seven goals throughout the entire seasons and you now have a career high of eight goals. How does it feel to kind of get that monkey off your back, get a PR, and know that this isn't done for you and you can keep going throughout the season? 
Yeah, it's obviously a good accomplishment. I've, I've accomplished that so far this early in the season, but uh, just kind of have to keep going, not, not be satisfied with breaking that record, but just keep going and keep shooting the puck. Perfect. So looked like there was a little bit of a lesson learned from Mariucci. You mentioned that a little bit in, earlier in the podcast. What did you take away from those games and to say, hey, you know, not settle into the norm of we lost 7-2, even coming back and winning against the Beavers, but saying we're, we're not giving up. We're not going to do this. We're going to be resilient. We're going to face the adversity, and we're going to come out. How did that? How did you guys do that kind of in the Nanooks, or what did you guys take away from that lesson too? I would say it's it's not just the Mariucci. I think if, since we became the um, number one team in the country, um, our identity has kind of changed. Um, you know, we're a hardworking team. Defense comes first for us, and we kind of got away from that. We got a little um, – kind of play like a little diva not, not just like a little bit of it mm-hmm. um we kind of got away from my identity like i mentioned and um you know it, it caught up to us after christmas we're not in good shape um guys were not on the on the same page everybody was kind of doing their own thing and there was no structure and um but you also got to give credit to st cloud who, who absolutely dominated us uh for for 60 minutes but um you know after that it was kind of a wake-up call for us and um, I think we answered the bell the next two games um, pretty well, and then on Saturday I think we didn't even get a um, you know back-to-back shutouts for 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 um, Drido and then allowing one another um, on Saturday. So allowing one goal in the past three games I think is a really good response to um, the, the game um, we played up in Mariucci on on Saturday. Yeah, not Friday, Saturday. Um, but yeah, um, I think you, it goes throughout our lineup. Um, it was a wake-up call for everyone, and um, since then. Um, you know, everybody's kind of pulling one string right now. I think it's kind of easy to diva it when you have all of this outside noise coming at you guys, right? This could be the team. This is the one. You get the number one spot. You get this and this. But what shows, especially in sports, is how you come back. It's always not how you start. It's how you finish, right? So if you're going to hit a bump and you're going to keep going, that just shows that this team is so resilient. This team's not giving up, and you guys are going to fight, and you're going to work for it. And I think that's awesome. I want to go back. I want to go to Friday night. You guys only held them to, like, minimal, minimal shots on goal. They didn't have any shots on goal in the third period at all, Alaska. How do you, how do you even contain a de- defense like that who's going to come and put bodies on bodies and kind of going to stop you? How do you contain them? Yeah, I mean, uh, you got to take a look at the puck possession time. Uh, we had the puck uh, a lot of the time, and when we did give it up, uh, I think our forwards did a great job coming back, uh, identifying where their extra forwards were. And, you got to give credit to the D. I mean, anytime you can give up less than 10 shots and hold the team shotless in a period, that's not easy to do. So, I mean, we had a lot of block shots. We had some good sticks, and um, we were quick with our transitions. And we, were, like you said, we were resilient. Uh, we just wanted it really bad. And, you know, after, like Mark said, after a weekend like in Mariucci, we just want to make sure we just get back to our identity and just climb that ladder again. Which is defense, so. We yeah, yeah. That, there so. you go. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of going off that where we defend hard and we, d- we got away from that in the Mariucci classic tournament so kind of had to redeem ourselves this past week and by getting back to our Danny the entire week of practice we was, it was a hard week of practice defending hard and stuff practice like that and let him do a good weekend yeah absolutely so when you have a game like Mariucci and what stuff is obviously practice is going to be really hard for you guys do you ever think like <laughs> holy crap like during practice you're like this is so hard I'm gonna like this is way too hard. Does he put Coach Hastings and the whole coach pushed you guys really, really hard to be the like the best you guys can be? 
Yeah, he pushes us. He pushes us that hard. Uh, I mean, like I wouldn't say it's to a point where we can't do it. I mean, mm-hmm. he would never do that to us. Uh, I mean, he holds uh, the leaders pretty accountable. Um, make sure we try to do uh, whatever's best for our team and hold everybody accountable in that situation. Uh, yeah, I mean, after a game like that, it's it's eye opening. Uh, I mean, I, nobody expected it to be like that. I mean, you never expect any game to be like that. But it's college hockey, and you know, if you sleep for one night, anybody can beat anybody. It's uh. It's one game. It's one game, and um, really competitive athletes. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it gets hard in the week, but uh, if we keep focusing on details, we just keep getting better and better. So, I think it's, it was a good wake-up call for us. Well yeah, well um, I would. I would uh, just. I mean, it was right with that. I was just gonna add. Um, after a game like that, it was not just a, a physical thing or um, how or you know how good you are in the ice. It was more a mental thing to get her kind of challenge some guys, challenging the leadership group, and um, I think he's done a really good job with that. Um, you know, he didn't really beat us up that week because he didn't need to. Um, I mean, obviously, after taking nine days off um, during Christmas break, kind of you need to get back in shape, but um, everybody knows that. And, um, yeah, like I said, it was more, more of a mental, um, you know, being hard on us mentally than it was uh, physical. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's hard to, and that's the good thing about hockey is that there's so many games that even if you slip up on one, no one's going to be perfect. You can't expect that, right? You can't expect a perfect record the entire way through. You can try to be the best you can be, but you're going to have slip-ups. You're going to have those times where you're like, okay, wow, um, we need to get back into it. But I'm going to go into um, Coach's 200 win. So I was going to play a soundbite, but it was basically him talking about what an honor it is, especially got to give it to like Zach Palmquist, Bryce Gervais, Matt Leitner, all the guys in the senior group, you guys, and just the team overall, how good it's been, how many like wins you guys have had as a senior. But what does it see to have a coach that you guys respect so much like Hastings have this award? I mean, how are you, how are you feeling about it? How are you feeling for him? I mean, it's, uh, it's a huge accomplishment. I mean, uh, anytime you can get that many wins, especially in college hockey, it's a short season, so... I mean, he's been doing a great job. I think he's he's uh, since his time at MSU, he's pretty much been uh, leading all college hockey and wins and uh, winning percentage and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, you got to give him credit. Uh, he knows the game really well, and clearly he uh, knows how to get the best out of his own players. And like you said, uh, we always talk about trying to leave the place better than when you got there. So, guys like Zach Palmquist, Leitner, Gervais, CJC, so all those guys, they've done a good job showing us the ropes and. I mean, now it's our turn to pretty much turn it over because we're the older guys, and we got to make sure that the younger guys kind of get the culture and uh, try to build off that. Yeah, he's the chief of that, um, <laughs> this program. Um, he kind of embodies this uh, this culture and um, the identity and, and um, you know, what, what MSU is all about. And um, we're just fortunate enough to, to play for a coach that just expects so much and, and pushes us so hard to, to get the best out of us. And, um you know, there's so much said. I actually want to mention uh, our group got 100 wins too. Um, yeah. Haven't read that yet. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, he's he's been here for only eight years. <clears throat> so if my math is right, he's averaging 20, 25 wins a year, which is, uh, yeah, unreal. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. And then for us being a part of almost half of it is uh, is for sure special. Yeah, like they said, they get uh, coach gets the best out of his players, and he's doing a great job of building a winning winning culture here and. Ever since he's showed up to Mankato uh, and teams that he's coached have won, obviously. So that uh, that goes to show of how, how good of a coach he is. How are you guys feeling after that 100 win? 
Brett kind of for the senior class. As all you guys here, you guys are kind of speaking on behalf of your big class. Yeah, I mean it's pretty it's pretty cool. Like it's an accomplishment. Uh, I mean, not a lot of people can say they did something like that, and uh, we're just trying to make the best out of every situation we can. And like like we always say, just build the culture and just try to teach uh, the younger guys and just show them the ropes as much as we can. But it's for sure special. And everybody in the class, uh, we all texted each other that night and just kind of congratulated each other because everybody pulled a piece of that rope for yeah. sure. Yeah, we weren't really sure because we talked about it. Um, before Christmas and then we lost a couple in a row so we kind of lost track of that and then talked about it <laughs> at night um, but it also kind of uh, reminds you that you're uh, you're pretty old now and <laughs> a lot of games here yeah, we don't uh, we didn't like the, the old, yeah. we don't like the old part uh, yeah oh my gosh that's me every time I do something I'm like oh I'm old <laughs> like this isn't good I need I hate adulting um but I wanted to talk to you about like we talked about this a little bit about Coach Hastings, but his like coaching style, would it be more? Is his more unique than anything you guys have had? Whereas in high school, as in like little league teams, as juniors, does his coaching style kind of like stick out a lot? And there's a reason why he has 200 wins. Yeah, I mean, like he he knows the game very well, uh, and he knows how to he knows how to get the best out of players. Uh, I mean, I was fortunate enough to play for some pretty good coaches, so I mean. Like and they're all different in uh, in in good ways. It, um, I mean, yeah, it's we're we're fortunate enough that he, he just gets the best out of us and uh, he pushes our limits as much as he can and he just he knows how to play that game. So it's it's good. You see, um, f for me, because I'm I'm a big soccer guy and you, yeah, when you, you you see the coaches. Um, even in football with, with Bill Belichick, um, you know th these guys are never satisfied. Even when they win uh, Super Bowl after Super Bowl, and and I feel with with uh, with Hasty, it's kind of the same way. He's he's never um, leaving us any room for for being comfortable or any satisfaction, and he's done a really good job with that. And even got 100 wins and and these stats and this and that, and um, but he, he he keeps pushing us to be better. He, he always finds a way to push us to be better and. Like Mark said, he's always looking to kind of improve our play and just improve all, improve the team as much as he can overall. Is, there's always room for improvement. Yeah, always pushing, always striving to be better. That's what's going to make a great coach. I love how you threw some football in there. Yeah. Are you a Patriots fan? Me? Yeah. I am. I no. no. There's only soccer. The real football oh. is soccer for me. <laughs> I was gonna. T I was gonna rub it in your face. Be like, oh, they're out of the playoffs. No, no I'm not a huge football fan either. No. 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 I didn't grow up with a team. I yeah, mean, really? LA got a team when I left, so. Oh yeah, so I guess it's not really a big thing. Yeah, no, but uh, they're building a new stadium, so maybe I'll jump on the bandwagon pretty soon when they get good. I've but. seen on Twitter it looks like <laughs> like the Death Star from Star Wars, and I'm like, oh man, it looks it looks pretty sick. Yeah, it'll you, be pretty cool. You a football fan, Reggie? Yeah, big Vikings fan. That well, win. Oh yeah. Enjoy it. I was I was guys. I was screaming <laughs> up and down with my family when they won. We beat the Saints again, and Kyle Rudolph in the end zone. I was jumping up and down. I don't think anybody expected that. <sighs> How can you expect that? Oh, okay. We'll save that talk for another time. I had to dip into the football. I'm such a fanatic when it comes to football. Bowling Green at Michigan Tech. The only matchup of ranked teams in the WCHA this week sees the Falcons visiting the Huskies in the second meeting between the two teams this season. The rivals split their initial series at Bowling Green with BGSU winning the opener 3-1 before Michigan Tech rallied for a 4-2 win in Game 2. Minnesota State at Ferris State The Mavericks and Bulldogs meet for the only time in the 2019-20 season this weekend in Big Rapids. 
Minnesota State leads the all-time series with Ferris State 27-1 and has won the last seven meetings between the two schools. Alaska Anchorage at Northern Michigan. The homestanding Wildcats faced the Seawolves in the only series between the teams this season. NMU won all four meetings in 2018 and 2019 and owns a 26-12-1 advantage in the series, including an 18-3-1 mark in Marquette. Bemidji State at Alabama Huntsville. Bemidji State swept the first meeting of the season with the Chargers, winning 5-3 and 7-0 at the Sanford Center. BSU leads the all-time series 53-32-5. Lake Superior State at Alaska. The Lakers wrap up their two-week tour of the 49th state with a series at Alaska and the only series between the teams this season. LSSU is 39-19-8 all-time against the Nats. Jump now into kind of previewing Ferris State. We talked about that a little in like when we were talking introductions, but pretty big win, and it's a pretty big travel load. It's like I looked up like 667 miles from here to Big Rapids, Michigan. I mean, does that affect you guys at all traveling that much and then going and playing? And that's a that's a lot to do. It's about 10 hours, <coughs> like equating that mileage. So. Does that affect you at all, or are you kind of like, no, just want to get out on the ice, want to want to skate? Well, unfortunately, in our league, we we are kind of used to it. Um, yeah. With only with Bemidji being a, you know, ride the bus up there, but anywhere else, it's uh, such a long road trip. But um, you know, um, the program, the university, and then coach are taking pretty good care of us. They make it pretty easy to us. Um, you know, another another um, we're gonna go back to um, why he's such a good coach. He kind of takes all the excuses away from you. Um, you know, if, if that's travel or uh, meals or um, you know anything equipment wise, it's um, it's all the excuses away, and so is that. So it's pretty easy for us just kind of focusing on our game and um, you know being the best when we're up in Ferris, and um, you know that's when we're gonna go this weekend too. Um, I feel like that would just like that's a great coaching style going back to it and it would also like for me I'm like that would just hinder me so much to travel that much and like you said I guess I haven't really realized it a lot that menace like the Bemidji is only really the close team that is mm -hmm. like kind of you think about it, you're like wow mm -hmm. you know because you look at like the NCHC and all the other places and they've got all really like close teams so I mean you kind of got a downward hill from here you got a lot of way games You've got, what do you got? Ferris State this weekend. After that, Bowling Green, and then you've got a home one. So, how is it hard for you to have that many away games and only having a couple home games here and there, especially with the the beginning half of your schedule just being home, 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 home? Yeah, I mean, uh, it goes back to what Mark said way earlier. Uh, he talked about just being professional. Um, you look at guys in the NHL and they play 82 game season, and you know they're. On a flight to each game every other day almost or maybe they play a game that night and then they fly somewhere new the next uh that night actually after so i mean it's all about being as professional as you can and like mark said we get to take care of more than more than great and uh a lot of people have a, a lot of a support with the school and uh our coach demanding a lot of, out of uh, a lot of people so i mean yeah it's uh it's a good good road trip uh and you got to win them at the on the road at the end of the day so it's a good test for us yeah we'll also have some We'll have a lot of fun in the yeah. in the hotel and road trips. Oh, really? Just go out there, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But if you look at Ferris, I mean, there's for sure other places you 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 much rather play at. But um, you know, it's uh, yeah, we're professionals enough. We 
um, we're there to play too because this is a business trip for us and um, we treat it the same way we treat um, going up to Duluth um, on Thanksgiving and I'm just really excited to get back on the road again so you guys are like seven six and one when you go to Ferris State found that on like some record somewhere so I hope that's right but that's kind of like 500 ish is it hard to play in a place like Ferris State it's just yeah kind of a smaller cheap ice rink that we're used to mm -hmm. so things happen a lot more quicker so just kind of the week of practice we go up to ASA tomorrow we just practice in the smaller rink so it's kind of something that we have to get used to going into the weekend yeah so what do you guys have to like do in practice to kind of prep for that and know that it's going to be a little bit harder are you working on anything more specifically yeah like Reggie said um the the this, the the rink is just smaller up in Ferris, so um, you had a lot, you have less space and, and less time. It's just kind of get used to it, um, you know. And the boards and the corners are kind of sharper too, so um, you, you can't really stay over pucks because everything is kind of so tight. Um, Got to chip a lot of more pucks, and um, yeah, that's about it. It's just kind of getting used to everything. Kind of getting used to everything, yeah. making sure you know, because you don't want to. You don't want to go all that way and then mess up on something like that and have a smaller ring and be like, okay, I wasn't used to this. You have to prepare for every single option, every single thing that's going to happen. Yep. So I'm looking at my stuff. So Bemidji just sweeped Ferris State at home, and I'm kind of going into, like, WCHA standings right now. We're, you guys are in number one, and you've got a couple other people coming. You're making Northern Michigan's making a push, right? Bemidji's making a push. Bowling Green is making a push. How is, like, we just talked about, again, how is Central and how are you guys getting prepared? Just be like, you have to win these games or else maybe that one spot will go away, right? They're, every single point matters. So is that a little bit of pressure on you guys? Do you feel that at points in time? Uh, I wouldn't say it's pressure. I mean, um, we're fortunate enough to, uh, you know, we, we've ended up number one in the WCHA the past couple of years. Uh, so we have that experience of uh, all that kind of stuff. I mean, we always focus just on the weekend and one game at a time, and pretty much we uh, we like to break down our games in segments. So uh, we don't we don't try to look at big picture as much as we can. And I mean, you can't control what uh, other teams are doing when they play each other. So all you can do is control whatever you can control in, in the game you play. So I mean, every game is huge in college hockey. Like I said earlier, it's a short season. Uh, and you can't you can't leave any point points up for grabs. So you got to do whatever you can to get those. Yeah, we we put ourselves in a pretty good spots right now with uh, with the points and the standings, and um, obviously with Northern Bemidji and and Bowling Green, those are three series we really look forward to. But um, we can't leave any points out there when we play, um, you know, teams that are more in the bottom half of our of our league. Um, but we're well aware of that, and. Um, you just uh, like I said uh, before, we kind of treat every every point the same. We expect two wins, and um, that's why we work really hard in practice to get that done and get prepared for it. Yeah, it's the stands being that tight. It's kind of going off what Rip said, just focusing what you can control, and you can't control if Bemidji's playing Ferris weekend before you can't control that game. Just you have to focus on your game and getting the three points and the six-point total weekend. So it's winning every night is kind of what, what we focus on most. So we're going to talk about break, too, guys. You guys got to kind of put in a way some hockey talk, doing a little more casual talk. You guys get a 10-day break, right? Oh, yeah. Kind of see your family, I would assume. You went to Germany, you went to California, and then you went up to Elk River. Yep. My spot on and kind of those assumptions. Perfect. Yeah, yep. so what did right you, you guys do when you guys went home? Um, not much. Just kind of get my head, <laughs> just kind of get away for a game. Yeah. A little bit, but not too much. Um. Um, you know, my, my hometown is a pretty big hockey city, so I went uh, and watched watched them play. 
um, over Christmas break and then obviously spending spending time with family friends girlfriend is um, you know is, is just really important to me and um, I was really lucky to get back and and, and kind of spend some time with it and kind of recharge because uh, you know I'm done here in uh, three four months and then the real life starts um, just kind of make you, you you value um, how good you have it here in, in Mankato and um, it was the last good break for me but uh, you know I'm really really pumped for for what this uh, second half is in store Right, you get back into it. What yeah. you guys do? I mean, uh, I took my girlfriend back home to California with me for a little bit. Uh, got to show her around L.A. Oh, I mean, fun. yeah, I went to the beach a bunch. Uh, a lot of backyard hanging out, and yeah. just pretty much stayed low key. Uh, pretty good weather, so yeah. I mean, just yeah, yeah just pretty much uh, try to get as tan as I can. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Pretty good weather. Isn't it like gonna be like sixties over there? Yeah, it was like high sixties, low seventies. But it, yeah, it was pretty nice. But it's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, it was good. It was good to get away for a little bit. I mean, uh, anytime you can get a break, uh, you gotta really appreciate it. I mean, we go to we go to war pretty much every day of the week. Uh, it's a job, like Mark said. It's always a business trip. It's always a job. Um, but we're for sure fortunate of what we got here. And you know, once once like going off on a loss too, ending that uh, first half, you you come back a little hungrier and. Like he said, we're all looking forward to the second half and what's in store. I mean, we only got a couple more months left together as a team, and uh, we want to make that last as long as we can because uh, it's a very special group. Yeah. Reggie? Yeah, I would say very special is correct. Kind of hung out, relaxed, recharged the batteries for a little bit. Don't think I really did anything crazy. Just hung out with my family members. Uh, saw some old buddies, old high school buddies, and just kind of hung out. Yeah, it's excited to get back though come back down to Mankato and get the second half going yeah it's the same thing for me I didn't go anywhere I stayed home I like lived like an hour away so I'm literally still in yeah. Minnesota <laughs> it's really hard like when you're so busy like doing like so many things like I've got this student this this in school and then all of a sudden you're done you're like I have nothing to do hey, that's good though <laughs> I'm so good yeah. just remember can't take those days for granted it's true <laughs> so now was like with my dog was like I had nothing to do so What's your guys' favorite things to do over the holidays? I mean, obviously hockey players just free skate a little bit. Don't have to like free skate. I mean, go I don't know, sledding, go skiing, just hang out. What are you guys thinking? The beach. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I like a, like, I like a sunny Christmas. So. Yeah, that's what I was like. <laughs> yeah, I don't really think you can beat that. No, <laughs> there's no way you can beat that. I'd choose that every day over having like a snowy Christmas. But that's I guess that's just me. Mm. And me. And you, and you. both of us. <laughs> Yeah, I well. think probably like some of my favorite things to do because I live on the lake. So when it gets frozen, I go down there and I do some skating. I did a lot of skating on the ice over a break and stuff and just like hung out there with my dog. I'm not nearly as talented as you guys skating. I don't even think I can stop. I don't want to see it. I do it though. But yeah, Nikki can help you out if you need any help. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm probably so not the best skater yeah. in this room. So <laughs> I'm probably the worst skater in the yeah, room. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm the you guys can figure it out together. <laughs> I my dad used to play hockey, and he was actually pretty good. And I told him like, "You need to teach me how to stop," and he never does. And I'm like, me "You need to teach me how to stop." <laughs> I don't know how to stop. I just kind of like fly out there. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> yep. So, what's the best holiday food you guys have? I know Dryden. Um, one episode said he like, for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> he of course, of course, Dryden. Yeah, he's like he likes the turkey with the cranberry sauce. Of course, he does. I was like, so you need to try. I'm like, I'm not trying that. I'm not doing it. You know, I'm not too picky on holiday food. Uh, 
we've always changed it up. Nothing special. I mean, yeah, turkey, all that kind of stuff is really good. Uh, mm -hmm. Just depends with what side of the family you're with and where you are. But, yeah, I mean, I, I like everything pretty much, so yeah. I can't pass up any kind of meal. <laughs> I get that. This year we did like uh, for my family we did like the mashed potato bar, which is actually pretty good. So it's like, mashed potato bar. Yeah, like gravy, pulled pork or something like that, and. Not you. These two are like. I think Mark's <laughs> dying in the back like, of laughter. I'm losing. It, I'm losing it about dry dough. <laughs> he loves his. He loves his cranberry sauce. He loves guys. his food. Dry, and I totally just. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Can. I literally can't do like like I like oh. like cranberry juice and stuff, but like cranberry sauce. I tried it too, and like my dad loves it. I'm like, I can't do that. It's disgusting. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, it's because it comes out of like the like it's just gross. So you open the can, yeah. right? If you're lazy, I, and it comes out, and it's just like. Doesn't sound appealing to me. No, it's not. It's not. I think my favorite. We had um, like same traditional thing, stuffing, and then we had green bean casserole, which was pretty good. And um, we had this pie that with this dish that we've never had before, and it was like, like <laughs> you guys are <laughs> stop looking at me laughing. I'm not laughing. Talking I'm about my laughing. favorite foods, thinking, and they're just like looking at me. They're like still thinking about the Dryden thing. I'm not laughing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Traditional stuff. But I mean, that's all we've talked about today. I want to thank you guys for coming out, talking. It's been a long break, so we had a lot to talk about for a little bit of longer episode. But this episode's now, now out on Apple and Spotify. Subscribe, listen in, and we will have a new episode next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. Peace out. <laughs>